0: And now for the review of the day. Okay, I got a review here on the Facebook Ad Manager course from Rebus University. This one comes from Holly VanCourt. Holly says, this had the exact amount of details that I was looking for. Evans and Pat shed light on a lot of components that I needed to know how my selections would strengthen or weaken my end product. I hope you offer a Twitter or Instagram course in the future, thank you. I cannot wait to track the results from implementing what I learned. Keep the comments coming, guys, I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want, I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a great guest today coming out of Phoenix, Arizona. Mr. Brent Daniels is on the line. We're going to talk all about how to get more listings, how to assertively get out there and get more seller leads and more listing commissions. And he has got some great stuff that everybody needs to hear. So without further ado, Brent, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars.
1: Thank you so much. It is Absolutely exciting to be a part of this podcast, this show today. Uh, huge, huge, incredible audience that you have. So thank you so much.
0: Hey, my pleasure, Brent. So why don't you give everybody a little rundown on who you are, what you do, so they can get to know you better.
1: Sure. So I am Brent Daniels. My, I am in the Phoenix market. Uh, it's an exciting market, I'm sure, like a lot of places around the country right now. Uh, very, very competitive. Uh, my background, I got my real estate license in 2004. Did kind of the traditional business for a couple years thought I was an absolute genius in 2004 2005 2006 and then the uh, following 24 months taught me otherwise because it completely destroyed me I opened up my own brokerage I recruited 45 agents to work at that brokerage and that brokerage went under it at uh, in October of 2008 so that was interesting then got into buying at the trustee sales auction like a lot of us have uh was fixing and flipping properties from there and then of course the big funds came in bought uh, bought up a lot of that market so um just kind of had to keep evolving and changing as the markets uh you know were turbulent and changing so and at that point i got into um just really really reaching out to homeowners every single day and talking to them on the phone and building my business
0: Hey, love it. Love it. And uh, you got this thing going on, TTP. What's
1: TTP? <laughs> TTP is very simple. It is talk to people. It is just the under, underlying philosophy in my business uh, here in Phoenix. It is without a doubt the only way that I can reach the goals that, we, that, that I want to hit are by talking to new homeowners every single day, new homeowners and new buyers every single day. So that's what I focus on, and that's what, that's what the TTP philosophy is all about because I understand that to be able to make the amount of money that I want, I have to trade the exact amount of value for that, and the only way to do that is to be you know, talking to new people every single day and providing opportunities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's get to some nitty gritty. I know you're, you're, you, know, the majority of your money comes from uh, calling sellers, finding sellers, and then flipping them to investors before you actually list the property. We're going to talk about both today, but just to give everybody some perspective on uh, your credentials. Now, you've made what? Over a million dollars, right? In, in, in the last year or so, just doing just that, right? Just working with investors and wholesaling them to them?
1: Right, right. So that is, um, yeah, that's kind of the broad stroke of it. But I had, you know, I started out just driving around in the neighborhoods, writing down the worst Uh, houses on the street, and then getting the phone numbers for those owners and reaching out to them and seeing if they would consider an offer in their property. And from there, it's really blossomed and evolved into, uh, now I have a few people, I have four full-time phone prospectors making calls and reaching out to homeowners. They then send me everybody that says yes, or maybe they would consider selling their property. And then from there, it's all about, you know, following up with those leads. So, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's a it's a whole process in itself for sure. But if if you're just starting out, you know, you can reach out to. I mean, if you're not, if you're not talking to new people, new homeowners or home buyers or property buyers or whatever it is every single day, then your pipeline's just going to be disrupted. It's going to be disrupted 90 days from now, six months from now. Uh, so we try to keep consistency. That's the biggest part.
0: Love it. Love it. Every day. Every day. So, uh, all right. So, first of all, let's talk about this. Um, You know, I recently shot a course in Washington, D.C. with a couple, Daniel Lesniak and Carrie Shaw. They have a company called the Orange Line because it's near the Orange Line Metro. And um, so, uh, basically, and they're doing a ton of business. I mean, ridiculous numbers, 400 million, something uh, ridiculous Mm. like that. And so, they told me and their agents told me, Unequivocally, if you took all of the buyer scripts, all of the scripts that an agent would use when a buyer calls, and you took them all and you tried out each one a hundred times, the one script that would get you probably seven or eight times more buyers that will physically meet you than any other script available is the off market script, which is listen. You know, anybody could show you what's in the MLS and I'm sure you're probably already signed up for seven or eight MLS searches online, which is true, right? Most, most buyers are signed up with, with all kinds of different agents and they're getting all kinds of different emails of the same exact listings. Um, could, you know, would you be interested in talking to me if I had properties that were off the market, that were, you know, not generally known by everybody through the MLS. And then they go on to you know, talk to them about that and then they have a sit down with them and then they talk to them about how all the ways that they're able to get off markets. And I think that in most markets, in a lot of markets today, having one or three off market properties that you know about could just make a world of difference when it comes to closing buyers on one-on-one appointments. So I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. about how not only people listening could get more listings. I want to talk to you about how they could start wholesaling and making money there that's more money than a commission. And I want to talk to you about how they can start utilizing this to, to have an off-market script so they could start using that with buyers. So, so let's just talk about it. Like, what, what advice do you have for agents that uh, just want to increase their listing inventory?
1: Love it. So uh, first thing is I don't call, we don't call anything that was recently listed or, you know, canceled, expired or FISBO. We don't. How well, come? We, uh, the reason we don't, and by the way, it's very, very, uh, it's very effective and you can do it and you can get those lists very easily. Um, but it's the, the easier those lists are to get, the more competition you're going to get. You're, yeah, of course.
0: Everybody's doing it right.
1: Okay. Right. So cliche. Oh, my a gosh. A broker
0: could teach them that, so they don't need us. So. 80,
1: right. 80, 80, uh, 80 people consistently call in Phoenix the instant something is expired and canceled. I heard the other day somebody called somebody at 2.15 a.m. to show them how dedicated they were to getting that listing because the, 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 it came out at midnight. I mean, that is insanity. Okay so what what I focus on what my company focuses on is we call the properties that have been owned for a long period of time right so we are assuming that there is some equity there we are calling tired landlords right we're talking we're talking about absentee owners you know they do not live in the property they're labeled as a rental and they've been owned for a while and they're older properties something built before 1990 that's very important because a lot of those properties need a lot of work and it is just absolutely exactly what your investors are looking for if they're looking to do flips now if they're looking for something that's a little bit cleaner and they're looking to pay a closer to market value you can certainly go higher or newer than 1992 but we're finding if you go with the equity and people that are uh, and with the properties that are older you're going to have a great conversation there because these people aren't getting called who are calling these people you know, so it, it, it's it, you're going to be in uh, the blue ocean, as they say, so to speak. So you know, reaching out to the homeowners, reaching out to people that are going through probate is a huge one. People that are uh, behind on their taxes, their property tax defaults are huge. You know, these are some lists that you can you can literally do what I did and just drive around in the neighborhoods, look for the properties that need some love, and reach out to those homeowners because one of two things is going to happen. They're going to either have to sink a ton of money into fixing that house up to get re. Detail, or they're going to have to sell to, you know, a cash buyer investor. And if you're working with these cash buyer investors, especially like you were saying, having conversations with the guys that buy 5 10 15 20 100 properties a year, those are great people to have in your database, especially if you can provide them opportunities that aren't on the MLS. So that's what we really really focus on and but we wholesale. them. So we make a bit we make, you know, considerably more than just uh, 3% on it.
0: Okay, cool. So let's talk about all that. So, all right. So you're looking at stuff that was built before 92, right?
1: Before 90, 92. Yeah. Here in okay. Phoenix in 1992, they started putting stucco and tile roofs on everything. So um, the, the houses uh, look and feel a lot different, but uh, before 1990, I mean, I just want something that's, that's a couple decades old.
0: Okay. So before 1990 and you want the seller to have lived in there on average, what?
1: How long? I like buying. I, I like going for the ones that were, they bought it before 2004. Okay. So 2004.
0: Yep. So you're looking at, you know, 13 years, 12 yep. years. So, and, and, and how do you get this list? If I'm driving down the road, listening to this podcast, I'm in Tupelo, mm-hmm. Mississippi. I'm like, I, I want to do this. Where am I
1: getting the list? So there's a couple of different resources that you can reach out to. One, uh, you can go to a company called List Source. That, that list, that, that, uh, they have really, really good information. Uh, you can also go to your tax assessor's information and see if you can pull that data from the actual property tax assessor. Um, But if you want just, if this is just a, because your your show is so big, Pat, you know, and this is nationwide, I would suggest that they try out ListSource, maybe a a Rebo Gateway is another um, site that they can go to um, and, and pull some information. If they just go down to their county and really just ask them if they can get specific niche lists that they want, perhaps it's probate, perhaps it's tax default you know, they can uh, they can talk to them and see if they can get that information yeah, as well.
0: Or talk to a title company rep that they know. Or, oh, perfect. Or yep, like yep, 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 yep. But there's a lot of ways they can do it. And I appreciate you mentioned those exact websites. We'll take those and we'll put them on the show notes here of uh, what we talk about today. So you guys can go to hybendigital.com, you know, after the show and check out Brent's show notes. Uh, just go to hybendigital.com backslash Brent Daniels. That's Brent Daniels. So, okay, Brent. So let's... Some meat and potatoes here so people can learn. Uh, you got me. You know, my house was built in 1988. I've owned it for the right amount of years, and you call me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let's role play this. Okay. Hi, I'm looking for Pat. This is Pat.
1: Hi, Pat. My name is Brent Daniels, and I know this call is completely out of the blue, but I was calling about your house. Uh, I believe you own on Camelback? Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Pat? I was just calling because I wanted to see if you would consider an offer on your property there.
0: You mean an offer to buy it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually am am looking to buy a home in that area and wanted to see if you would consider a cash offer on it.
0: Well, I got a tenant in there. um, So we didn't plan on selling it.
1: Sure, sure. And is that, a, is that a month-to-month lease at this point, or do you have a long-term lease on that?
0: Yeah, well, they've been on there. They've been there for about four years. They love it, and I think, you know, after the first year, it went month-to-month, so yeah.
1: Okay, great. Have you done any major remodeling to the kitchen and bath in, say, the five, last five years? No. Okay, so pretty original condition then? Yeah. Okay, great. And you know, if we were to work something out, do you think that your your um, your tenants would be able to get out in thirty days?
0: Well, I, I have no idea. You know, I quite frankly I haven't really talked to them in, in probably a year. They've been they're really good tenants. They send the money and they don't they fix stuff themselves
1: and so I, I don't know. Sure, sure. I totally get it. And you know what, the the way that we purchase properties, Pat, is we pay all cash. Um, you know, we pay we we buy the, these properties completely as is, and the best part is, you know, there's no real estate commissions that you have to pay, and um, you know, we pay the title and escrow fees for. So for an offer like that, what do you what do you think you would take for it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I have a you know, last I checked, this estimate it it was worth three twenty five.
1: Okay, gotcha. Three twenty five. Great. And um, is that, uh, are the, the properties that are selling in your neighborhood that are similar to yours getting that price? I don't even know. I haven't even really looked into it.
0: You know, I, I, I don't know.
1: Okay, great. Well, what I'd like to do is I'd like to, uh, to see if we could schedule a time for me to stop by and at least, you know, introduce myself to you and, and check out the property. I'll be there. I'll be in the neighborhood tomorrow between two and four, if that'll work for you.
0: Well, can I just give you the tenants, you know, can I just have the tenant meet you there?
1: Sure, sure. That's not a problem. I'd love to, you know, see the property, but I'd also like to meet you and just so you can put a a voice to a, to a a face to a voice and we can sit down and just kind of go over what the offer would look like. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, All right. I can meet you there around three.
1: Okay, great. Well then uh, I will get you at three. I will see you there at three. Really appreciate it, Pat. Look forward to it.
0: Okay, so now you're meeting me at three and, you know, we know how the story goes. You're basically, you know, you give me an offer that's a low offer and the offer, you know, what kind of fat do you try to put in your offer when you're wholesaling them? First of all, what, what's, what's a gauge that someone could write down? What's a mathematical-
1: Perfect, um, Yeah. Know, we, we I, I took, I looked at, looked at every single deal that we've done over the last 18 months and we're right at about 66% of Zillow.
0: Okay, perfect. I love that. I love that you said that 66% of Zillow, you buy them at, and then you throw, what do you try to make on each one?
1: We make on average about 15,000. Okay.
0: So 15,000, which in your market, what's the average price? Uh, $240,000. Okay. So, you know, you're making about 6% mm-hmm. right? and so, um, 15, you know, 66% of Zillow, you're going to put it on, you're going to put on 6% and then they're going to get it at 72%. So the investor that you flip it to, will get it on average of 70 to 75% of Zillow.
1: Yeah, Pat, what we found is, um, the, because it's so competitive, the guy, the, the, um, the, the investors that are doing a lot of fix and flips in our area, they're looking for about a 10% return on their money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Okay. And that's not bad. I mean that, uh, well that act, actually that's low.
1: It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah compared as, to other markets. Is like a
0: rate of return or is that just a, a return on the flip?
1: just returned for their time in there. So to make it simple, if they've got 200 into it, they want 20 back. They, they want to make 220 yep. when they close, right? Yeah. And that's yep. pretty, yeah. Hmm. Yep.
0: Okay. So now let's say you're a real estate agent and which you are, and they're like, no way, Jose, I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Then what do you do?
1: Well, then you can go straight into your listing presentation. you know I mean it, it just depends on what their motivation timeline and price is, so you know I'm, I'm looking to see if they if they really do want to sell the property well it, let's take for example, you you know we have the, I have the opportunity now to meet you and introduce myself and give you both options here's an option so let's, you
0: know. let's let's role play that if we could yeah. because I think a lot of people are thinking. Well, damn, how am I going to go? I just lowballed the dude and gave him 66. Now, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to propose marriage to him Mm -hmm. with a listing agreement after I just insulted him? Right. So let's, let's role play that a little bit. Nice.
1: Well, and, and just to set it up a little bit. So it just depends on the condition. It all depends on the condition. I'm not going to go and meet you at your property and it's pristine and tell you that I want to buy it. It's, it's worth 320 and I want to buy it for 220. I'm just not going to do that. That's silly. You know, your property's too nice and I'll tell you that. So that's the transition. The transition is truly what is the condition of the property. So if the condition of the property is totally wrecked, you haven't been in there for three or five years. Your tenants have destroyed it. You know, there's just—I mean, it, they've been smoking thousands of cigarettes inside of it. There's—they—they they have fourteen, like you know, husky dogs living in there, and there's there's hair. Every, you know, I mean, you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those
0: are what you're looking for. But let's say right. so let's, let's say, say I have some money. I say I have some wherewithal, and I'm like Brent. Listen. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm, if I'm going to sell this thing, I'll get the tenants out and I'll, I'll rehab. I'll put 10 grand into it or whatever and mm-hmm. rehab it and sell it myself. Mm-hmm. How do you go? Where do you go from there?
1: Yeah and then it's just looking at what, what the property would be comparable at, at that point, you know if it, if it truly is, and now some homeowners think 10 or 15,000 is going to give them a complete remodel, which we know that it's not. But you know carpet and paint and flooring and you know fixing uh, you know drywall and, and replacing some doors or knobs or fixtures or whatever else really helps. But you have to be realistic with what the rehab budget is and then look at what, what it'll actually sell for. You know, it's a great time for sellers right now. So I'm not, I never go into any appointment trying to like you know <laughs> convince them to take considerably less for their house. Uh, it's just when they don't have the means to fix up a rough house, then, then we'll go ahead and put it under contract and wholesale it. When it is an, in great shape, then it's, it's, it's meant for the market for sure or nope. meant for, for it to be off market right. and just have it as a pocket listing.
0: As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool Right. And, and I think there's, there's a lot of thought that we should put into ha, you know, have it be an off market pocket listing. I mean, they could essentially do your cold calling system uh, every day and start mm-hmm. collecting on a, on a spreadsheet or just mm-hmm. on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy, they went out and met him. He said, No way, Jose to 66%. He's not ready to list it because the tenant is in there. You could say something like, Hey, you know, would it be okay? If I had an investor that was willing to pay your price, whatever it is, as is, I guess you got to find out what it is, for me to bring him by.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's as easy as that, yeah. And then it's just making sure. I mean, it gets a little bit tricky if they're owner occupied or if it's a rental. You know, if it's a rental, it's actually a little bit easier because they can give a thirty day notice as long as they don't have a long term lease on it. You know, if it's owner occupied, usually those deals take longer just because they're not you know expecting to have their property sold. But then you know if it, if it makes sense for them and they're they can they can move in a reasonable amount of time, usually you know forty five sixty days as opposed to you know thirty forty five days. So yeah, I mean, having those off-market, you know, kind of um, uh, pocket listings. I mean, it's kind of like a loose pocket listing, right? You know. Yeah, very um, loose pocket yeah, listing. Yeah, they're, you know, they're really not necessarily think, signing something.
0: And really, I think as an agent, I mean, you could certainly get them to the sign over, you know, one-time sure. showing agreement without a person's name in it. But but I think as an agent, really what you want is the confidence to be able to say to a buyer that you personally make X amount of cold calls a day and you've met a lot of people and you have a list of off-market listings. Would they be interested if there was a property that you had that no one else had? Mm -hmm. And then turning that into appointment. And and you know, it's it's not a full bait and switch, but it's the it's you know, the chances of them actually, you know, you being able to match them up might not be as high. As they would want them to be, but you still have an opportunity to match. But more importantly, you have an opportunity to build some rapport, to get to know them, and to, you know, for them to love you because you do have this list. And maybe you show it to them and they don't like it because they really don't have the guts to buy a property that hasn't been fixed up, mm-hmm. even though they thought they would. But now you got them because they like you and you've met them twice showing them off these off markets.
1: Well, and you're different right you you go into that space where all of a sudden now you're a hustler, right. He's got these these properties that aren't even on the market. We went and saw him. We don't like any of them, but he is out there. He is just, this is the guy that we want for us, right? Or gal or whoever, you know what I mean? You know, they, they've got these great off-market properties because they're just talking to people all the time. And, um, you know, I, I, I like that about them. You know, they're really, really proactive and that's what I'm looking for. You know, that that's a huge statement. I mean, that, that sets you apart from so many other agents when you actually have off-market properties that you can show them, you know, walking through a property with that nobody knows about. That's not even, I mean, there's not a sign. It's not on Zillow. It's not on a make me move on Zillow, right? It's like nowhere. I mean, nobody has it, but you, that's, that's, that's a wonderful um, uniqueness for sure. And, and, you know, if you, if you're talking to a lot of people every single day, you're going to come across properties that need a lot of love, that are in rough shape, that people are in distress and they need to get rid of the properties fast. And you can build a wonderful business off of having a lot of cash buyers in your database and seeing which one wants to buy that. And then you could charge them whatever you want. You could charge them a 10% commission if you want. Right I mean it yeah. just depends on the price to the if the rooms there, and if yeah.
0: they're willing to make it, it just depends on what people you know some people you know some markets uh, the flippers are looking for fifteen percent, some markets sure. twenty some markets ten some markets probably five to ten you know i mean the, the, these numbers these return numbers are getting smaller and smaller, especially if these flippers in a seller 's market can do it two or use the same money and do it two or three times in a year if they're making five percent per flip. And they're able to, to sell them in four months. Four times three is twelve. You know, they still made fifteen percent on their money. They just ha- only made five percent on each house. So you don't know, you know, what the margin is until you you know test it out and do some research and and start doing it. So that leads me to this question: Let's say people are listening to this and they're like, "Okay, I like the idea of having the off market list. I like the idea of having another way to get listings." from you know, people that don't want to wholesale it. And thirdly, which is your specialty, I like the idea of actually maybe making a 10% commission or, or 7% or, or more by, f- by flipping to wholesalers. Mm-hmm. Teach us how to do that. Sure. Do you have like a three-step process or something you could teach us on this show mm-hmm. uh, how to do that?
1: Sure. So you, the first step is... You talk to a homeowner. second step is you put it under contract in your name. You're buying it. So you buy it personally. You say, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy it.
0: Any any concern of of conflict? I know a lot of agents are chattering in the back of their head saying, you know, oh, you know, is this against my violating the the code of ethics Mm because I'm giving this lady 66%? She's 82 years old. Am I taking advantage of her? What do you say to that?
1: Well, I say that you were the principal buyer, right? So whatever you, dec- whatever you decide is the price that you are willing to pay. That is the price you're willing to pay. As long as the seller's not under distress, and as long as they're of right mind and they're willing to accept your offer, I think that is completely ethical. And you, 100%. and
0: you, I think you're probably smart to put something in writing as well that just says, "Hey, you know, the seller understands that they are that you're an mm-hmm. agent." Mm-hmm. That you you know have an advantage over them because you're you're an agent or a mm-hmm. broker, mm-hmm. Um, and that you're buying it. Under market for the purposes of making profit.
1: Yeah, 100%. Disclose, 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 disclose. You can talk to any real estate attorney in your town, find a good one and, um, and get the right verbiage for your area, which I highly suggest that you do. Um, we, could, we just use the, the uh, realtor contract here, the AAR, Arizona Association Realtor Contract here, and uh, add verbiage that our broker wants us to put in there. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: Okay, so yeah. let's say, let's say I, just, uh, you know, I, I go out, I'm doing what Brent taught me to do, mm-hmm. right? I'm actually someone who listens to what people say on this podcast and I'm taking <laughs> action. I go out, I make my calls, yep. just like you taught me. I say, hey, you know, I'll give you 66% of Zillow. They say, okay, you sign the deal. Now what do
1: I do? Now what you can do is um, find out if somebody wants to buy that contract from you. Okay, so so, so I
0: can follow your directions. I put uh, I put I put six. I put ten, whatever percent on top mm-hmm. of the sixty-six. I'm at seventy-two to seventy-five percent of Zillow. Let's just mm-hmm. make this easy so people can remember. Uh, how do I approach people? Sure. You
1: know, what do I tell you. Them? You tell them, hey, I've got this property under contract for fifty thousand. Uh, you pay me twenty thousand. You can buy it for fifty thousand, and you pay me twenty. It all goes on the settlement statement and and I assign my right to purchase that property to you.
0: And do you you kind of do a pro forma for them and say, I think that you could probably put 30 grand into and sell it for, you know, 350 or do you stay away from that and say, I know you're a big boy. I know you're a savvy investor. You know, you figure out whether you can make money or make the return you need on this. What do you, how do you handle that?
1: I stay away from it because I am not representing them as their agent, right? So I yeah, say, this is... Wrong. The, you don't want to oversell them. Yeah, here, is, here are the facts. Do you agree with these facts or do you agree with this opinion, I should say? And if they say yes, then we, we make a deal. If they say no, then, you know, I'll buy it myself and just put it on the market. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and, you know, and the risk, you know, certainly there's a risk there, right? They buy it, you get it under a contract for 66% and then chances are they're going to find an investor, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to pay that or more for it. You're not going to really be left holding the ball. Um, but you might be, I guess you have to have uh, the ability to close on it. Of course. If you can't assign it. So mm-hmm. give yourself a, a long period of time, right? If you're new at this, Give yourself 120 days, 160, 180 days, right? To, to mm-hmm. try to get this to work, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, most, most sellers want to get the, the, the transaction done quickly, but uh, it, the longer that you have, yeah, great. Absolutely. It gives you more opportunity. I mean, usually, you know, when we have opportunities here in our market, we, it's usually we, we find somebody that wants to take that property, or that contract uh, from us within 24 hours. And
0: how do you do that? How, how did you develop your investor list? Uh, how do you let everybody know about
1: it? <laughs> I cold called a lot of investors, and I cold called a lot of agents. So you look on the MLS, you see who's flipping in the neighborhood that you were just you just got this contract on the property, and you yeah. call every agent, every listing agent in that area and see if their buyer wants to buy another property in that area and do another project. You go, you look for dumpsters out in the front of houses. You see them all the time. You go and you talk to whoever's working there, see if you can get the owner's information or you look it up on, on, on um, the tax assessor site and find their number. You can skip trace phone numbers through different variety of different sources to get the right phone number for somebody. And then you call them up and, and see if they uh, are looking to do more projects you network with buyers. You know, a lot of them go to meetup groups. A lot of them go to the uh, bigger pockets, meetup groups or whatever it is. I mean, just go, just go out and talk to people on a daily basis, you know, carve out time to prospect for cash buyers for sure. It's huge, huge and prospect for agents that represent cash buyers because that's your best client. I mean, those are, those are your best people to network are the guys that have, you know, 5,000 cash buyers around the around the world and they're chomping at the bit to find something uh, for them. So those that's that's a huge resource for for anybody to have in their database.
0: That's great. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. I mean that that's good advice and I, and I, and I think everybody should do it and I think it's a great little side business that People can certainly get into nowadays. So let me wrap this up with some 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 perspective on what you guys are doing there. First of all, you and and your two telemarketing people, like how many people are you calling a day?
1: Uh, we talk to about two hundred new homeowners a day.
0: Two that the, and that's not leaving messages, right? That's no, not... that's
1: talking actually talking to new homeowners.
0: And then what technology are you using to Mojo sells? mojo sells, which is Mm -hmm. mojo right yeah mojo what's up with the cells did they just well mojo
1: cells.com is where you go if you want to go to it but mojo is the dialer yeah Mm yeah
0: and then you're just using mojo and you're just going through and going through the the tax records based on the criteria you said Mm -hmm. 200 connects where you're Mm -hmm. physically speaking to somebody a day and so how many deals are you doing whether you end up listing them yourself or you end up uh, flipping them to a wholesaler per year?
1: Uh, in 2017, I'll do 82 off-market deals. Nice.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very good. That's exciting. How long and have you been
1: by, doing? And by the way, you can, uh, you can pay people hourly to make the calls for you. And I highly suggest that because a lot of people are listening to this and they're like, you know what? I'll start, I'll build a team. I'll have them in here. I'll put them on commission. They'll make calls for me. I'll get the leads. I'll get them closed. That might work. It might. If you want consistency and people to stick around, pay them well. We pay our guys 20 bucks an hour. I'm telling you, 20 bucks an hour to just make phone calls. And
0: then what if they they catch a fishing hook?
1: Yeah. Then they send it to, they don't, they don't follow up with anything. All they're doing, they just just
0: catch the fish and then give it to you.
1: That's it. And, and it's, it's, it makes it, trust me, Pat, I've tried everything. I've had dozens of agents calling for here. Here's what happens. It takes a while to get these deals done. And if it's all commission based, they better be, they better have a bank account set up for six months because it doesn't start rolling in until six months of building your pipeline for six months. And that's really, really difficult for people not getting paid hourly to stick around that long. Yeah, and absolutely. The, and the more they're around, the better their skills are, the better their skills are, the better the leads are, the better the leads are, the, the, leads are, the more business you're going to do.
0: Can you recommend a company that does that if I, if I don't want to you know, risk going on monster.com and hiring somebody and paying them 20 bucks an hour?
1: There is a great company called outbounders.com. I like the uh, name. Yeah, you can reach out to them. Uh, there is a Jason Hubley and uh, he is phenomenal there and you can talk to him and see if he could set something up for you.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about you. you. You got a program that you're selling that basically walks people through this like a third grader can understand, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's my TTP program, the talk to people program. I mean, it is all about uh, reaching out every single day to the most likely homeowners that are looking to sell their property. It's about, it's, it's really based on four things. It's one, getting the right data for them, which is getting the right phone numbers so that you can actually talk to the right people. It's two, talking to the right people. It's not just calling the general public. It's talking to the most likely people that will do business with you. Three, it's about call effectiveness, knowing what to say. Four, call efficiency, knowing uh, it's, it's about talking to as many people as possible. And then the the fourth part of the program is scaling the business, how to find, hire, and bring people on and pay them to do the work for you. Yeah. Okay.
0: And um, what I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to put a link to this program if you want to get it or you want to look more into it. You can easily get it by going to hybendigital.com backslash Brent Daniels just like it sounds hybendigital.com backslash brent daniels now brent everybody that comes on the show mm-hmm. uh, brings a little piece sure. uh, a download uh, that we put into a toolbox and all our listeners can go in at any time it's constantly being updated we do three shows a week so every week we got three new things in it and you ha- have agreed to give uh, a cold calling script basically when mm-hmm. we went over but in much more detail uh, for that, and I'm going to put that cold calling script uh, that Brent uses uh, from him on hybendigital.com back Brent Daniels, but I'm also going to put it on hybendigital.com back toolbox, or you can get it by getting the toolbox by texting toolbox to 444 And I appreciate you uh, giving that to us, Brent.
1: Yeah, it that that script has evolved over a million and a half phone calls. So we have tried everything and this is the best and most effective and most conversational script that we've uh, that we've ever had.
0: Yeah. And again, and again guys, it can be used to get these properties, to sell to wholesalers, to list yourself, to build the you know, your off-market portfolio which really guarantee if you have a list of 10 off-markets, man, you're going to be so much better. When taking calls from buyers, I guarantee that there is nothing today that works better than the, what if I have something off the market? Would you be interested in meeting me to talk about it? Anyways, guys, this has been good. Brent, thank you so much for coming on. Best of luck to you. If I'm ever in Phoenix, Arizona, let's get together and break some bread, my friend.
1: Love it. Thank you so much, Pat. Really, really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for tuning into Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast, and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening, and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben, and keep rocking.